0: Today's message is the final message in the Thought Therapy series. Joshua, the first chapter, verse eight, is the backdrop Bishop Clark has chosen for part two of the message, set higher standards for your mind.
1: What about delivering a service, or supplying material? If you have a semi-truck, they have, they have standards on how you lock it down especially uh, toxic waste. You don't do what you need to do and there's an accident, you can mess up the whole region. Standards can cover a huge range of activities and procedures. The undertaking by which organizations um, measure up to their customers' needs and we want our church to meet the needs of our people and the needs in our community through the power of the holy spirit and what god is calling us to do you can't praise your way into every situation even though there's a pot of gold there sometimes you just got to get busy let's look at psalm 1 in verse 2 it's on the screen but his delight is in the law of the lord contemplate his delight which now talks about how you feel about the word if it's wearisome toil for you to read the word you're not going to get the benefit of having your mind upgraded you want to make sure that your delight is in the law of the lord and in his law he doth meditate day and night you will not meditate on it day and night if your delight isn't in it so David's prayer was, Lord, incline me. This is, this is Psalm 119. Help me to lean toward your word. Your word is a lamp under my feet and a light under my... Pe- but help me to move toward the word. My heart beats after other things, but bring me back to your scriptures. The standard is up here. I know I don't measure up, but help me to measure up to your word. Thank you, God. That's the prayer of God's people glory to god if you find yourself wanting now god can turn that around if you get your heart right guard your heart with all diligence your mind for out of it flows the issues of life let's talk about the purpose of a standard this is deep and you need to write it down the purpose of a standard is to provide a dependable or reliable basis The purpose of her standard is to provide a dependable or reliable basis or standard or start. Wait, hold up now. I I wrote this. Watch this. A dependable or reliable uh, basis or starting point. Get this. It's right there on the screen. Thank you so much. That's very nice of you. The purpose of the standard is to provide a dependable or reliable basis or starting point for people to share the same expectations. If there's no standard, then none of us can share the same expectation or outcome. So, the purpose of a standard is to provide a dependable or reliable basis or starting point for people to share the same expectation about philosophy, product, or service. Let's look at it. In a race, what would be the... What would the, the I want you to see a starting line. So the starting line is all in a hundred yards or a hundred meter dash, it is, the starting line is the same for everybody. So therefore, no one can say they were cheated. Whoever wins is the fastest. Now if you got one person that's five yards ahead, their starting line is five yards ahead, another person's five yards behind, okay, the standard, there's no equality in the standard or the starting point. Therefore, you can claim disqualified or it's unfair. Life sometimes have some people in our society that starts ahead and others are starting behind the line. It's not fair. But when you set a standard now, you're making sure that everybody has the same starting line. Thank you, God. I want you to get that because it's really important. It's really important. This is not about your training right now, it's about where you start. And so the purpose of a standard is to provide a dependable or reliable basis or starting point for people to share the same expectations about if it's philosophy or ideas, or if it's about service or product. You gotta make sure you understand it. We're producing an iPhone. It has to be a st- uh, everybody gets the same iPhone. Not one person's better than the other unless you get a different model set the standard I believe that standards are put in place to make sure it facilitates a balanced integral transference of thoughts so if we start at the same place we have if the word is the chief Cornerstone. If the word is the basis for our thought, we all start on it. Then we can transfer ideas to each other. And no one is left outside of the scope of what the word is asking us to do. So why should we come to Bible study tonight? So we can all have the same starting line. Understand that it's not something that's given to me, but you don't have to abide by it or God wants you to do something that he doesn't want that. And I don't have to abide by it. All of us are one in Christ. It provides a framework for achieving economic success, success and even management efficiency. As a, as a leader here in the, in, the, in the kingdom of God, for me to be a great manager and even leader of what God has put in my hands to lead, I have to set standards. Like in our, in our uh, with us, we ask our employees to try to get to work on time. Just like uh, if you work for Health First, they want you to get on time. If you're a, in the police department, you can't come 30 minutes late. You have to set the standard. Amen. If you have children, teenagers, everybody's home by 10 p.m. You don't have any standard, how can you complain? You don't have any standard? They can come in anytime they want. They can bring anybody to the house. Anybody can go in their room and close the door. Do you have anything set up? You'll be surprised. Didn't come to the church and be pointing at everybody else. They didn't take care of that. Nobody called me. (laughs) What about your house? Who did you call? (laughs) When you set a standard, it enhances and even encourages trust. Because... It supplies a certain amount of protection and confidence. You set a standard, it encourages trust by supplying a certain amount of perfection and confidence. The standard makes you rest. Thank you, Lord. The military have what we call uh, enlisted and then officer ranks. Why, why, why did they do that? Because you have some powerful enlisted people that are just as intellectual as someone that's in the officer ranks. But to get to the officer ranks, you have to have a certain amount of college. You can't just be smart. They want you to have a certain amount of college. So what you'll notice is in the officer ranks, the language is a little bit higher than the enlisted rank. The way they communicate. They don't say, hey, what's up, yo, what's up? You won't hear that among the officers. It's, how are you doing, Bill? Good morning. How's it going, Sally? How was your weekend? Okay. these are young people. I'm talking about somebody that's 22 years old, 21 years old. That's how they're greeting each other. How's it going? Is everything okay? How's the family? Did you enjoy yourself when they deal with troops? They deal with them differently than the enlisted would. The enlisted is more, hey, what's up? I got to identify with you. What's up, y'all? What's up? Is it strong? You ready? You ready? It's solid. What does that mean? I don't know what it means. It's solid or not. I don't know what it means. Depending on where you come from, the country, what part of the country you came from. But you begin to see right there there's a difference in the language and sometimes in the intellect. And so, in that, why did they set it that way? Because if you're going to lead large groups of people, you have to have some type of education. You can get by; you can squeak by. <laughs> but you need—if you don't have—if you don't have the degree, you should be reading all the time. And that's the way it set. And I was watching that as a young man. Like, why? You know, I saw enlisted people that were even more of a, a, a sure. Uh, soldier or marine than I did some of the people who just went to college but the key is is that this is the standard that's set we want to make sure that we get the elite in terms of intellect to lead now God doesn't look at it things uh, at things that way he'll select anybody he's not like the military but don't get it twisted he don't want you to stay there He'll select you and pull you into the army, but he'll pull you into his army. It doesn't matter where you are intellectually, but at that point, he wants you to begin to grow. And if you want to be somebody successful, you better get your head together. Thank you, God. Get Get your head together, he'll promote you. So what is intellect? I want to show you the difference between intellect and critical thinking. Write it down. Intellect is the power of knowledge. Or the power of knowing. Knowing something. Knowing something. The power of knowing. Now intellect should accompany wisdom and wisdom intellect. Because it's dangerous to have intellect without wisdom. Wisdom is how you apply the knowing. But we're dealing specifically with knowing. God wants his people to have a certain level of intellect. But it shouldn't block faith. Logic will mess up faith. That's why you have to be careful with the intellect. You've got to be able to see what scripture is saying. Sometimes it won't make sense. But you believe God. Intellect is the power of knowing. It is distinguished from the power of feeling and the power of will. Let me help you here. The power of knowing is distinguished from the power of feeling or the ability to feel and the ability to wheel yourself. In many cases people's ability to wheel or make a decision to sense something at the same time their ability to feel dominates what they know. You can have a knowing, have the knowledge but whatever you feel you know you can't afford a car. Intellect told you you can't afford it. But what kicks in? Feeling. I just feel some kind of way. I feel some kind of way. I f- what does it mean when you go and get a car payment that you can't deal with? So intellect is totally different from feeling and even the ability to will yourself to do something. Those things are subordinate to intellect, yet it dominates many of us who are not growing in that area. That's why we have to set a higher standard, not for what we feel or even our ability to will, but we need to set a higher standard for the knowing. Thank you, God. And so feeling is a sense. Knowing is a resolve to determine to make a decision. And some people can make a decision. But you also need intellect there. And you need to distinguish the two in your soul. Please distinguish the two. For instance, if you feel angry, don't say I hate. Your feelings should be subordinate to what you know. Do you really hate your kid? They made you mad right now, right? You're mad. Don't say I hate you. Elevate. Set a higher standard for yourself. You say what you know, not what you feel. Thank you, God. You can be hurt in your heart. You'll say things that'll take years to bring back. And that's why you want to make sure that you move with what you know. Thank you, Lord. So you understand. You understand what intellect is. It is the power of knowing, period. The power of knowing. It is the capacity of knowledge. And some people have a great capacity to gain and amass knowledge. Capacity for rational or intellectual, intelligent thought. Especially as they develop themselves. And just like people want to run races and run marathons, there are people who work in their mind like that and they're growing. I remember meeting a guy when I was 19 years old and he couldn't, he couldn't get himself together. He was uncoordinated. He, um, he, could, he would always lose stuff like his keys all the time. He was causing us many problems as we were growing in the military. Because when one messes up in the Marines, everybody's punished. Anybody? My mom was like that. If, if one of us messed up, she, when nobody confessed, she may punish all of us. I'm going to get it. So she hit Junior three times, hit me twice, hit Donna once. And she's doing most of the hollering. <laughs> Wait a minute. Junior should be doing the hollering. Sometimes just take a step back. Take a step back and start looking at things for what they really are. You start developing your mind. This guy had a hard time with finding things. We were separated. And then maybe three years later, I ran into the guy. And when he stepped around the corner, when he stepped around the corner, I recognized his face, but the the presence was different. Like he had grown maybe three inches more and he was polished to the T. And he was a Jamaican, but his, he dark-skinned, I mean dark black, but he was powerful, man. His name was Blandin. I said, Blandin, and his, even his voice was deep. He said, hey, Merton. I was like, whoa, man, what happened to you? He said, well, he's just, he said, well I was um, <laughs> on an airplane, and this lady had a heart attack, and I saved her. And it was the general's wife. And he invested in me. And I was just looking at him. He was wearing big bars on his, uh, uh, stripes on his, on his shoulder. And he, was work- he had worked out. And I was like, man, you've changed. He's like, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what a person can do if they get a little help. Your trash may be somebody else's treasure. Did you get a little help? I never would dream I would see this guy at that level. but From what I saw three years earlier. But it's amazing when you, when you put your mind to something. Oh my God. Things will happen in your body. Oh glory to God. Hmm. So let's talk about critical thinking. Critical thinking is disciplined thinking. It is governed by clear intellectual standards. Clear standards. Now, if you haven't heard this kind of teaching, you know, because we just say renew your mind, okay? But do you have clear thoughts? Clear intellectual thoughts, or do they all just flow with each other? Do you know when you're angry or do you know when you're sad or when you're gloomy or there's despair? Can you identify those things? Or if you're grieving, can you label what you're feeling? Do you have any emotional intelligence? After this message, we're going to see people having the ability to control what they, if you don't say whatever comes to your mind. If I have a little child with me and I'm teaching them how to eat, you don't walk in there and just disturb what I'm teaching. Unless you want me to do it to yours. And if you don't want me to do it to yours, don't do it to mine. I was praying for kids on Sunday and at each one that I asked to look at me, the way they looked at me, I could see inside of them. God told me to speak to their spirit. Thank you, Lord. I was talking to a couple on Monday that is getting married. And when I asked about the three-pronged stool, faith, family, and finance, Young lady said, my faith is not where it needs to be. And as I looked at her, I look as I'm looking over the Serengeti at the expanse. I saw seven years down the road, a fire breaking out in the plains that only faith can quench. Hear what I said? I saw a fire seven years away that started in the plains, but the extinguisher was faith. And if you don't have any, it's going to burn the whole area down. Where if you had faith, you could douse it and the flames are gone. I want you to think about that. Because God, after this message, you're going to start having more critical thoughts. When God get his hands on your thoughts versus every other devil. You start thinking and really guard your mind from these things, these feelings, and this stuff that's going on inside of you. And you start really focusing. God's going to start showing you future things. Good, bad, and indifferent. But you'll begin to see faith will be able to quench the fire. Hallelujah. And hope will help me to soar over it. Glory to God. And the love of God that should have brought my all can help me to win every battle.
0: I come before you, O Lord, as the sun rises, may your hope rise up in me. As the birds sing, may your love flow out of me. As the light floods into this new day, may your joy shine through me. I come before you, O Lord, and drink in this moment of peace, that I may carry something of your hope, love, and joy today in my heart. The International Prayer Ministry, a ministry of Truth Revealed, invites you to our 2019 prayer school, May 1st through 3rd. On Wednesday, May 1st at 7 p.m., join us as we kick off our prayer school with an insightful word from our pastor, Bishop Merton L. Clark. On Thursday, May 2nd, During our prayer school, we're meeting at the Greater St. Paul Baptist Church in Cocoa, Florida at 7 p.m. to observe the National Day of Prayer. Then on Friday, May 3rd at 7 p.m., join us for an intimate time of prayer, praise, and worship during our harp and bowl prayer service. The prayer school is designed to give practical instruction on prayer while providing an environment to immediately apply the principles of prayer that are being taught the 2019 prayer school may 1st 2nd and 3rd sponsored by the international prayer ministry a ministry of truth revealed All classes, with the exception of Thursday night's prayer service, will be held on the campus of Truth Revealed in the Main Sanctuary, which is located at 2838 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida.
2: In today's economic and social climate, We all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired, frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed.
0: If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at TruthRevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, would you write to us or email us? Use reference number 1774. That's reference number 1774. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. In the hustle and bustle
1: of everyday living, sometimes we miss moments, intimate moments with our children. And that is, I believe we need to pull them close, look them in the eye and say, I love you. with you. And I would like to encourage you today. Don't allow the sun to go down without you pulling your children close, up close, same air close and tell them that Jesus loves them. But remember to tell them that you love them too. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.